you know, I don't want to rush you. Here it I is. I am ready. Painkiller nearly, episode 19. <laughs> 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 Just off hey. camera. I was like, you ready to start? Yeah, right now? Yeah. And then he's explaining, I don't want to rush you. He's like, hey, I'm not rushing. He's like, all right, and here we go. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. um... Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> so here we are, Painkiller Nearly, episode 19. I said that twice now. I uh, I have a little update in the whole internet thing. I'm kind of... Really? Uh, I, I, to me, this is a major deal, and I share my life. I don't know if other people care, but... Um, I want to know. The deal was, there's me, and then I guess six other easements to get signed. And, uh, of course, mine's not a problem. But for people who don't know the background, uh, Time Warner needs permission to dig under people's land. And uh, I could have done it just by running through telephone poles, but that would have been like 13,000-something, closer to 14. And uh, it's like three and a half. And all my neighbors get better internet. And that's the way I wanted to go, save 10 grand. But um, anytime you depend on other people it can take longer than I want to. Like if it was all up to me, I'd have this stuff done in minutes, you know, just get it done. But it's not, it took them a long time to produce the documents we need to sign. And then it's not just a matter of getting signatures. You have to get them notarized. So now I'm handing over documents and they're going and they're getting a notary. And then I didn't know this, but they have to get recorded. Are you familiar with this process? Oh yeah. I wasn't getting it recorded means you're going to your local government in my case, Wake County, which is where Raleigh is and, uh, and having it like officially registered and put into the like records. So, um, so first I got like me and a couple other guys signed and then we mailed them all in notarized and they're like, these aren't recorded. So I personally went down there, grabbed everybody's recordings, like 26 bucks. I paid for like five of them. I think it was four of them out of the gate. And, uh, and got them all done. So it's like, I'm not like 104 bucks, but whatever. If I had wanted, it took them like two and a half weeks to get their stuff notarized. Yeah. I didn't want to wait another, I mean, to go to the county is an even bigger job. It might've taken them a month to get all their stuff recorded. Whereas if it's up to me, I can do it in a, you know, in an hour. So, uh, so I did it for everyone. And then I had two other neighbors. Now they weren't like important to me for lack of a better term because they weren't in the way like they get service but they weren't in between me and the the source of the internet line so yeah. um they could sign up or not sign up and the only difference would be i'd potentially have to pay more time warner charges less if they can get more customers like if i'm the only guy who benefits from this construction project it'll cost 13 like before but if they pick up a half a dozen customers it'll cost three mm -hmm. and uh I just followed up with the two of them today and was like, Hey, you know, do you want to do this? Cause I had stopped by their place. And, um, the first one was like, yeah, well, you know, I got it notarized and I took it down to the County and I got it all done. Now we had planned on him dropping it off at my house and I would take it to the County form mm -hmm. because I didn't want to wait. Like to me, the <laughs> avoiding like a two week wait is better than $26. Like I would pay that to expedite it. Mm -hmm. And, um, here I'm following up to see if you know how long it's going to take him or if he's going to do it at all. And he's telling me he's done. Woohoo. Celebration. Yeah. I go to the other guy. He had made the same mistake I did originally, which is he got it notarized and mailed it back to Time Warner. <laughs> when I found that out, I hop in my truck. I go to Time Warner. I get his paperwork. I go to the <laughs> county. Yeah. And I get it recorded for him. <laughs> You're like, oh, 
Well, it just so happens I know right where those motherfuckers live. Let me head on over there. Yeah. So you drove to Time Warner. Yeah. You're doing so much busy work, dude. When this is all over, they should give you a badge. Like, <laughs> like when it's all said and done for, and you've got your internet hooked up, you should write the president of the company or some like regional vice president <laughs> or something. Someone who might actually read the letter and tell them who you are and what you did for them. <laughs> <laughs> like at the very least, they, they'll send you a thank you letter. Like. <sighs> You need, a, you need a you need a badge for this so bullshit. So I spent the afternoon, um, yeah, pretty much running around dealing with like easements and paperwork and stuff. And now it is done. It is as far as I know, like everything that I can do uh, is done. There's one other thing I need to pay the bill, but I can't pay the bill until they send me a bill. So I'm on yeah. Sean. You know, I'll be calling him. I was about to say like. It, I bet this is a foreign concept to some of our listeners, but sometimes when some, you have to tell people to take your money. You're like, send me that invoice over. I want that. Like, let's yeah. get this ball rolling. Exactly. And uh, you know, they like they know the amount. It's I think it's three thousand something fifty five. I forget. Maybe thirty five fifty five. But I remember That's that. That's awesome. That's... And, yeah. So I'm just like, get me an invoice. And I, I I talk to them. I'm like, they don't want to give an invoice until all the easements are done. Because otherwise mm-hmm. they'd want to raise it, and I'm like, consider this done. I'm gonna drive over there right now with the paperwork in my hand. Call it done. And uh, as I'm leaving the like courthouse or whatever it is, I'm like, all right, Sean, it's all finished. <laughs> it's done. Get me that invoice. It's a- and so that's that's where we are. He needs to bill me, and then obviously I'll turn that around same day. And um, and then they need to come install it. It's like this process takes months. But to actually lay the cable takes, it'll be a day. Like, out of the blue, nowhere, sometime probably early next year, bam, it'll get done. And, and I'll be able to move in. And then the other thing is we, we had it. The two things we want to do before we move in are paint and internet. And mm-hmm. uh, we had a painter in today to give us an estimate uh, and stuff. We really liked him. But that's also the the thing. I don't know. You, I'm sure that you've done this. But, like... The salesman comes and he's great. He's real personable. They're usually like attractive and they're, you know, they're can do and they give you the estimate and it's, but the people who do the work matter too. And I almost wish I could talk to them be mm. like, you know, like who's actually going to be coming through the house. Are these the kind of people that wipe their feet that's first? The, that's how I usually handle my contracting. Like I, I I've never dealt with a, a salesman who came in and, and like, I don't think I've ever done that. Like, like if I was hiring, uh, when we hired someone to do some like drywall work or mm-hmm. something like that, like we actually talked to Rufus, and <laughs> Rufus and his boys were the ones that were coming to do the drywall. Like yeah, yeah, there this, they are, they're all in the living room. This guy had a button-down <laughs> shirt. Same thing with um, I've been getting. Uh, you got a fancy painter. Uh, that I don't even know how to find a different guy. You know, like I guess I could hit Craigslist or something, but it's a pretty big job too. You kind of want a team, you know, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, the generator installs another thing. That's expensive. Like, I, I would have thought they'd be two grand in labor on the on installing a generator. It appears to be closer to eight or $10,000 in labor. And I've had two estimates so far. That seems like bullshit. So I, I, I think I, what you need is, a, is an electrician. I like, think you like, might like, be right. That seems like... At, so... Cause my dad hooked his up, like you know what I mean. Like there's different levels of hookup too. Like like there's yeah. I, I need to. 
so go on. On in his setup, and I, I haven't used it in a while, but I've done it myself. You you flip one box, and you're like interrupting the power from the power mm -hmm. line to the structure. You flip the other box, and you initiate the connection between the generator and the structure, and then you start the generator, and then you throw another box, and that actually throws the power to it. Like that's how our thing's set up, and it's the really big wire. Like the wire is like this big. Yeah. That's all I know about the things that I do. They don't. Um... <laughs> I I'm looking in that direction now. Like the so we started off, the the really first class way to do this is to have an automatic switch where uh, if the that power switch goes, is like five thousand dollars. Switch is five hundred dollars, and I need what? three of them. Yeah, you need mm, one per sub panel. So, uh, so the switch for the. The switch for the bigger ones, or maybe it's a switch that does a certain... I remember they were like five grand. Like, like that was an upgrade we did not want. Yeah, I actually but looked at a, at a 600 amp switch, and it was five grand. Um, okay. I have 600 amps of service, but it's three 200 amp panels. So I would oh, okay. need triple $500 panels. And, uh, um, but yeah, just it, you know, <laughs> like, and I... I keep asking them, like, how much can we save? Because I got a forklift now in, a, in the form of a tractor with pallet forks. And I'm like, what if I build the, the like concrete platform that it sits on, get the thing in place, have the propane hooked up, and all you do is the electrical work. And um, it doesn't seem to be saving me much money. <laughs> and I just, I, I don't know. There's some sort of black magic about it. But to do what I'm talking about, where the power goes out, like, Within 10 seconds, the generator's, like, fired up and restored power to the house. Mm -hmm. um, it's an expensive project. I'm starting to wonder how much I really want it. Whenever we get done, link me to the generator. And, like, let me ask my dad about this because I don't think that it would cost that much. I remember that, that he had to pay. The generators were expensive. I think one of them was, like, 8000 and one of them was, like, 6000 or something like that. Or maybe even more. It's been years. Generator's, but... like, 4500 these are yeah. So you is this an industrial? Yeah, they're they're like diesel tractor engines. Yeah, these are like them. some of them are. I don't know if people, this is interesting to people, but some of the generators I'm looking at are air cooled. They're almost like high end lawnmower engines, mm -hmm. and then some of them are are literally car engines, like they're Chevy motors and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And uh, they're nice because they're extra quiet. They sound like sewing machines almost. Yeah. But um, all of them run from like forty five hundred to like. 7500 or 8 grand. It's which, been a long time. Which is a I don't lot. Remember. But the, and then you add 1500 but it's the labor that's killing me. You know. It's weird though like, cuz it's it's been years ago when we did that thing when we installed those generators but mm -hmm. I don't remember the the hooking them up being like the the real problem. I, I remember getting them that being the problem them them being like really expensive to begin with and I remember that the switches for them were just going to be a luxury that we didn't need because we were just going to be able to drive over there and flip that switch anyway. Um, and, but and I don't remember hooking them up being a major expense. One of the differences right there is the use case, right? Like that's an industrial thing. It's your dad's gig and he's going to be like the guy that does it. On the other hand, you know, like I want this to work when Jackie's home alone. You know, like this could, I, maybe I made it sound too hard, but. Jackie I've seen it. I, Jackie 
I mean, so I, I swear could, there's it, this thing that, that Jackie does, but even all women do, which is, I call it the insta quit. And I call it out. If she were to hear me say uniquely female, she'd know exactly what I was saying. But, but all of a sudden she'll get these like crocodile arms that are this long and be like, I don't know. I don't think I could do that. And, uh, I, it, it, if I were to take I just it imagine to, like, like, like having a book that was, that was like color coded red, blue green yellow and then color code the switches red blue green and yellow and so she knows the sequence it's like one two three four <laughs> like but like i don't know and by the way how does his generator turn on does he like press a button or something because you, you certainly i mean it's diesel so it doesn't start like a lawnmower but like if this if i were to hypothetically get like a little unit like one of those lawnmower it's type definitely things got an electric starter i'm but, trying to uh, i think it's a button that you hold in and, and it, it turns over like a imagine teaching her to use a choke in the cold when it's snowing well, out well these actually have an electric heater that stays on the, the right, engine and because keeps it's it diesel and has a block heater. Yeah. Right? But imagine a lower end one, right? This is a your father's a big industrial deal, but imagine a lower end one that was pretty much like lawnmower technology, air cooled thing. And working a choke can be complicated. In the you... winter time you gotta work you like you gotta like pull the choke and then when it sounds just right to your trained mechanics here, you know you it's time it to push the bit. choke back in and just one click though, then you give it two more pulls, then all the way <laughs> in, then you get a little more gas and you take the choke. There's a the whole <laughs> yeah. science to it, depending teacher... on whether it's a weed or a lawnmower or a, a chainsaw. They're Dude, all different. I don't think I know the science either. This I I, I, I like it. We, you kind of just need a bulletproof system. I bought a golf cart for the property, and I love it. And one of the reasons I picked it over some of the other things around is you press the gas pedal, and it starts driving. Like, you, you don't really have to choke the thing. You don't have to, like, it, it just, you press it and go. You want it? We got the mail today. What? Like, <laughs> all right, just drive. It's so easy. And... um and tomorrow I get the kids their big birthday present, which is a go kart. Oh, that's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So tomorrow's Wednesday, right? Yeah. yeah. I think Thursday the kids will see it because we're not gonna be home for Christmas, so um, we're leaving. I shouldn't actually give out too many details because people will rob me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're we'll we're... be leaving all except for our armed gunmen that we leave behind at all times, of course. But, Leon. But uh. Um, we're going to visit family around Christmas time. And, and for that reason, we're kind of doing like a double Christmas. We're not going to bring everything up and like open in New Jersey and then bring everything back home and stuff. So, um, the kids, I think we'll see that present on Thursday and I'm very excited about it. That's really cool. It's I, I, the coolest. Yeah. It's for those who don't know, he got them a really nice, uh, go-kart and go-karts when I, I'm 28. So like go-karts when I was a kid, which was like the early nineties were like really low to the ground and flat like Six almost like off a, the ground probably yeah, no like, suspension like, not yeah and, and like these big rubber tires like solid rubber like you didn't even have inflatable tires they were like they were kind of like the go-karts you see at like racing go-kart places very unstable and and dangerous and but what what you got is more of like a like a Honda know, Odyssey, like a, if people know what that is it's like an off-road vehicle like it's got suspension it's kind of aggressive it's got a cockpit you've got a whole harness system yeah um, and I do it has a four or five point harness. I'm but, sorry, you broke up for me right there, but it, which is the the seatbelt that goes over both shoulders, you know, and like clicks in the middle and stuff. Um, 
yeah so it was uh it, it should be really neat it should be really neat and uh it was fast too yeah I, I, we'll see they say it goes like 40 miles an hour I, i'm skeptical of that but we'll mm -hmm. find out soon so the i'm uh i'm super excited about the whole deal and and i think uh, my emotions go all over with this house i mean i remember when we first bought it i was like i can't believe that something this great is actually happening for me like that's just unreal and then since then i've sometimes thought it was bullshit all along it's not happening for you <laughs> you know there's no internet you, like sorry woody it was all a, a a cosmic joke cosmic prank of some sort but um and then there are days like today where it's like all right you know i've made undeniable forward progress that's uh you know maybe it'll happen yeah well so. I, I think it's definitely going to happen you're you're definitely getting a lot closer uh, yeah I, uh, it's like I believe it when I see it. So, so we're gonna do another uh, video with the Kunan people. They, um, I don't, I think I mentioned it a while back. The people who make like that 357 Magnum 1911. Oh, nice. Uh, they also, I, so I've already done one for them, and I've got one of their 357 1911s. But they also make a, a compact version that's got like a you know a much shorter barrel. So it's a 1911 compact chambered in 357 Magnum. So they're gonna give me two of those motherfuckers. So that's I gonna swear, be interesting. You, I, of course, you know everybody likes to get paid in cash. But I swear, you get paid in guns, and you're not like you know, hey, I can't eat a gun. You're like, this gun's awesome. Well, I I, I like to do both. Yeah, I mean, they they, they paid yeah. for the video, but you know, they paid for the advertising, but they also you know they also come up with, up with guns because I need two. I think I was like, I need two. Of course, that way I can, you got two hands. I can like dual wield, and mm -hmm. uh, you know. It's gonna be fun. Got some green 357 Magnum tracers, some suppressors. It's gonna be good. Of course. Uh, but uh, but marching forward on the house, and um, that's awesome. Hey, did you shoot a video today? Tomorrow. We're tomorrow. Doing three tomorrow. Can you give us a preview? Um, we're doing a M60, uh, like standalone video, just over the M60. Um, a uh, a body armor video. Uh, for a, um. AR-500 body armor systems. I'm um, going to be like testing their uh, level 3A, which is the soft body armor, and their level 3 plate armor against a bunch of different threats. Everything from 9mm up to 50 BMG slap rounds. And Are you going to test the soft armor against stuff that can defeat it? Because and for people who don't know, the soft body armor, which is comfortable to wear and, and like, like almost a daily wear if you don't expect trouble, uh, it can be defeated by like some rifle calibers. Will of course, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna shoot it. I think I'm, the the round I was gonna use to defeat it. I was gonna mention that rifle rounds rounds do defeat it, but the round that I was gonna use to like be like, you know, it can't stop this though is the 500 Magnum. Uh, I got. Oh, a four will inch. that go through? Yeah, yeah, that'll go through. You have one of those? I have access to one of those. Oh, okay. So what about it'll. A deagle? Uh, huh. A deagle. Well, that's the 50 Desert. Action Express. That's I know that. Pop. Will that go through? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Probably, maybe. I know it'll stop 44 Magnum at like, I think 14 or 1500 feet per second, something like that. So it's hard to say. It it really depends on the kind of projectile. I think that's what we're gonna find out tomorrow. I got tons of vests, uh, and then we're gonna test the plate armor against some rifle calibers and uh, and and the M60 as well. I think I'm gonna shoot the the body armor with the M60. And uh, a specialty shotgun ammo video. I've got my 42-inch barreled uh, pump shotgun. 
uh, painted red and white, and uh, I'm gonna put a scope on that motherfucker and course. shoot some specialty. Yeah, Dude, I like specialty shotgun videos. Like I, <laughs> I think to you, it's like yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can put in a shotgun. But to me, aside from buck and birdshot, like I didn't realize there was a whole world of stuff out there that regular people could play with. They're like ping pong balls. You can don't do this at home, but you can just about shoot your friends with. They're um, uh, bean bags. They're of course like things like dragon's breath that shoot like virtually fireworks out of it, and they can set your friend's farm on fire. Just warning. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I don't know. There are all kinds of like fun things you can shoot. Rock out of salt, shotgun. bean bags, pepper, pepper gas, um, buck and ball. There's balls connected with like uh, cable. Like two balls connected with a cable. Um, there's something called Rhodesian Jungle. That's like a mixture of a whole bunch of shit, like big buckshot, medium buckshot, and bird shot. Like they they do all kinds of stuff. Um, I, I I it's it's all stuff from um, American Specialty Ammo. Hmm. Uh, they do all that stuff. So I'm gonna do that, and uh, that should be a day. I'm hoping we cram all that into one day. That's Is that three two videos. Three. That's the. Mm. Yeah, it's three. But I've I've got. I've got four or five targets like set up and ready to go. Like all you gotta do is shoot them, so mm-hmm. that's gonna save a lot of time. That's basically like a video and a half already, just as fast as you can film it. Um, it takes time. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I think we. I think we cram it in. It's also not your up. first video. Like it, if people haven't filmed with Kyle, like what happens is you drop on site and all this. You know, he's like, all right, I'm gonna need an over the shoulder shot. You want to get me? You want to get the thing? And da, da, da. And you're like, ah, not his first rodeo. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. I know what I wanted to look like. I, I kind of have the whole thing storyboarded out in my head, and if I don't, I can I can usually make it up pretty well as I go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what I want it to look like, so it's not too hard. It, it, what I what I'm not good at doing is like making the camera look the way it's supposed to. That's why I, if you, as long as if I've got a good camera operator and someone who has an, an eye themselves, then it goes yeah. pretty. Yeah, especially an editor. Yeah, that that, that I really appreciate because I'm not very good at that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, if you look at your videos recently compared to like the early ones, like I remember well, <laughs> some of the early it's ones, just like cut. Here we go again. You know, <laughs> like like the the whole idea of like ha- even having segments in there was kind of a thing. I was like, eh, yeah, let's just do two things and let's stick them together. <laughs> the uh, I remember people used to say all the guns were fake in FPS Russia videos. <laughs> so one time you're like, this is a bullet. You're putting it in the gun and you're like you're shooting the water. And yeah. uh, like I, I, I like led the charge. Still fake. Don't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they took one of those down. Like one of those got like uh, like flagged because like I'm standing there and I'm like I'm like this is a this is this gun. I'm just like bang bang bang, just shooting the ground. And I like went through three or four of them, just like shooting the ground in front of me and shits flying everywhere. And uh, they they took those down. <laughs> I think they looked at they didn't think they looked safe or something. Ah, but but it frustrated me so nerd? much. It frustrated me so much that they didn't have Wings of Redemption. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, gun safety's yeah, for nerds. Yeah. Gun safety's for nerds, according to Wings. That's, <laughs> that's great. I think everybody seemed... I guess there was a good reaction to last week's show. Everybody seemed to enjoy uh, not only Wings. I think I think there was more positivity for Drew than there was for Wings. Uh, I thought Drew did an excellent job. It was cool to, like... Um, you know, he came out with all that... Cr- First of all, I thought he was black. Like, I think we all did. We didn't realize he was Latino. And then he uh, he tells us he was almost drowned as an infant and like this miracle adoption thing and uh-huh. he's an interesting guy and uh, he he became a good guest in his own right. I I thought when when 
like I originally approached Wings, I was like, hey, could we get Drew too? I thought maybe it'd be good to have Drew for like half an hour to kind of be like, yeah, so Wings, you know, give us an update on Wings' uh, health, right? Basically, but I never imagined that that Drew would himself be an interesting guy. I, I just, you know, I didn't know much about Drew, but the Drew section, seems like not only the section where you were lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch that? Yeah, I went back and watched it. <laughs> you motherfuckers, they were, you guys really. Like, like, I couldn't understand why you didn't believe me. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, but I did do it. I was like, I know I did it. Like, like you're just fucking with me, right? And I, but I couldn't believe that Drew would be fucking with me. Like, like in my head, I was like, I was like, this douchebag. He's really gonna like give me some shit about like. In my head, I was like, well, maybe my arms weren't. Maybe I, maybe I did make kind of an oval motion, you know, with my wrists. Uh-huh. I was like, I, I don't. I was like, it's possible. So next time, let's make sure these are like perfect. And the next next time, I was like, really careful to like go straight back and straight forward, and take my time. And I, and I'm just like, yeah, all right, we got it now. Like, all right, let's shut that. All right, there. And he's just like, ah, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's like you're lifting with your hamstrings. Right. Yeah, you're like thrusting through your hip. You're rolling through your hips or something. And it's like, by the end, it looks like I'm getting, I'm at the OBGYN getting a patch meter over there. Just legs up. The best part evil. about that, well, what got me so excited is you're the trickster, right? You're not the victim of the prank. You're the prank setter. You're the, you're the <laughs> ace in the hole for prank calls. You're the guy who, you know, who outwits everybody else. And, and for this one instant, you were the victim. Yeah, he got me. It was he. He got me. He got me where I'm, I'm vulnerable. My my vanity. I he was like, <laughs> Nah, I don't think you can really do that. And I'm just like, I'm no he-man over here, but I can lift 135 pounds. Okay, I don't want you to put me in the same level as wings with this weightlifting thing. Like I can bench 170 or 180 pounds or something like that. 135 is nothing. Give me my credit. And then he wouldn't give it to me. And I was just like. <laughs> I'll make him give it to me. <laughs> and I just completely got ran away with trying to like prove myself that I could... Because I felt like he was discrediting me to the audience. That's in my head. I was like, I'm going to show him. I'll, maybe I'll put some more weights on. Like I was getting so frustrated with that whole situation. And then I finally... It started clicking toward the end. I was like, they're just fucking with me. <laughs> uh, oh, like, I, think it, I think it was about the, the second rep while I was spread eagle. I was like, wait a minute. I think, I think it was. It might have been the greatest moment in PKA history, and yeah. uh, like some of the other ones. Like when I rewatch "I'm Down Cal," it's not even funny to me anymore. No, I didn't like that moment. I didn't think that was all that funny. Yeah, uh, but, but like I think it's Painkiller Forty Eight though. Painkiller okay. Forty Eight. I don't remember. I, I don't even remember the subject matter. But for some huh. reason, that was it stuck in my head. It's like a lot of good stuff happened. I think. Oh, I think the wings when wings didn't know about passports. And, and all that was coming up. I thought that was great. That was that was a fun time. Huh. Um. I. But I think I think last PKA was really good. You got. Oh, I mean, I, I think that I was talking about as a moment, right? Like, it, it, so last oh. PKA was really good. I agree. The one before it was really good. Um, some of the ones where we were just the three of us. Uh, like I don't think they were bad shows, but they, like, it, it, people kind of evaluate PKA by how high the highs are. You know, and, and by the way, I would also argue that's why some people want to see wings come back because the highs were really high, right? They forget about the lows. They forget about, you know, hours and hours of being depressed, not wanting to show up, skipping shows because, you know, he's, 
Like, I don't, don't want to throw stones at Wings, but skipping shows yeah, for completely but... avoidable reasons or just like, don't feel like it kind of stuff. Um, like, you know, but that's all forgotten. It's all forgotten. He's the guy who said gun safety's for nerds because they, they remember the highs and all the lows are just brushed off. Um, that's part of why 150 was so good because the highs were really high. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I meant to say 210, right? That 210. was last week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there were so many good moments last week that, that some of the pretty good moments got, may have gotten uh, like sh- shadowed over. Like, like I thought that yeah, the stu- the, some of the questions we got answered from Wings like about his personal life and his upbringing were like all news to me. Like, like mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, go on. Yeah, oh, like like that was that my favorite part of the show is when we were finding out that like Wings has you know two other siblings with they all have different fathers and the whole situation his mother had him when he was sixteen or whatever and that whole story like that's the first time we got all that information out of Wings like like that was the coolest moment to me like I'm I'm sure it was funny to watch me like get get tricked into lifting all those weights and I was sore the next day too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have like, been sore like too. Right here, I'm so not throwing sore any stones. That would have been horrible. And, uh, bench presses, but <laughs> when when you were questioning wings and like picking that stuff out of him, and especially when you called him out on the, you know the weight stuff, like I, those were my favorite parts of the show. Um, but yeah. also, but it was I, I didn't show. want to drill it um, in too were, hard. But like there I said, very many uh, low moments. I felt like Taylor did a great job. Taylor had a lot of funny uh, little quips and. Uh, I thought it was a great show. On the but, weight uh, stuff, I think, I think this next show is going to be uh, equally good. Maybe I felt like maybe I didn't want to, you know, dwell on it too much. But they're focused on all his successes and they're completely ignoring all the failures. You know, he's literally gaining weight right now, right? Yeah, they should know. Wait, this isn't like all good news. Like we're just glossing. Oh, we we didn't want it to be a pity party again. And right, like, right. Come down on the guy. So we focused on the positives. But Wings is trajectory is isn't isn't up right now like, like he's trending downward as we speak maybe he's 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 Wait. he it seems to me oh. that what do you mean he's trending downwards his trajectory? he's trending um you his weight is trending upwards his like quality of life you know well-being prosperity meter whatever is trending downward because he's gaining weight he's getting heavier although i will say it seems that maybe he was at least for the moment when he was on the show he was um he was dealing with that better I think, but that's that's the wings way, right? Like, he's yeah, able to temporarily part, yeah. kind of bury the the trouble that he has. And I think that's what we had on the show. Um, yeah. If you look at his channel, which is his only source of income, he's not working very hard. You know, he's kind of just like I, when I looked, I looked yesterday, I think, and his most recent video was a week old. It was the one about um, policemen. Like, I hate bad cops, and you should too. Mm-hmm. He hasn't uploaded like since that. then. Uh, I didn't actually see that, but I want to. Was it like said 16 it was minutes good. long? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. It was excellent. Like, he covered, like, all the police uh, stuff that's been going on, like, several of the cases in great detail, and he had, uh, he, he was talking about, like, you know, he, he had sources, and he he had all the, th- all the, all of his details correct, and he made good judgment, and uh, I, I really enjoyed that video. There's like, no doubt he can make good videos. That's why he was, was as successful as he was. But, uh... Like the wings, like a lot of people are like, bring him back, bring him back. He's a whole new guy now. Everything is perfect. It's fine. No, no, he's 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 trending towards poverty, right? And and not like some sort of joke poverty, like real life, no money, no skills, no like assets. Like he's he's headed he's headed for broke because he's not working. But um mentally he visits a good place because he's on vacation. And 
um, that, and he's gaining weight because he doesn't have his diet sorted out. And I know I'm yeah. sure that some of the weight that he's gaining is muscle. There's no doubt about it. But um, what did they say he was up to now? Was he is he at 420? I thought that they had said no. He, I don't remember. I, I remember something about gaining 10 or 15 pounds. He's like, I'm, I'm up. That's why I said 420 because I know he was at 4 like 11 before it's, or 409. I don't know any of those numbers. Like he he's somewhere between, in my opinion, he's somewhere between 420 and 440 somewhere in there. But you can't tell. You know I what I mean? Know. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Ten pounds on a guy like him. Uh, you can't tell. It's it's literally like a sweaty day. So, um, yeah, Wings was great on the show, but Wings is s- still in the process of like getting his life on track. Like that that party doesn't really have sorted out right now. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed having him on the show, and like I said at the end of the yeah. show, like I I think it's good to have him on. You know, maybe every ten episodes or something. Like like why not get in the swing of that? Like I, I got no issue with that. Yeah, I people, know. Like, oh, I was gonna say some people like I think the shows have been good lately because we've had strong guests. And, um, and you know, the shows are just better when we have good guests. Sometimes people don't know that like, you know, guests pull out and stuff. I think they, they see like no guest as a lazy episode. Nah, no, that's not, not we had lazy. like a weird, we had a weird time where like, like three, three, three guests in a row, like canceled, like right. last minute, like something happened. Um, the episode that Tucker was on, we also had wings and drew scheduled as guests. We were going to have three guests that show. Yeah. And it turned Wings out we got one because of <laughs> I for, I wish I had asked Wings about that personal scenario during the uh, show. Oh, that was I and I'm not going to put Wings business out there, but Wings had like a personal family matter going on that you know was on the same intrigue level as the stuff that was going on with his sister in the past. It was it was some cool stuff. I I shouldn't say cool stuff. I, very interesting, but also, you know, a really rough heavy. moment. Yeah. Heavy heavy stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it wasn't laughable stuff, but it was intriguing stuff, and I, and I wish I had at, at least asked permission to bring it up. You know, like we, I think there was something else that we asked permission to go to, and he was like, "Yeah, go ahead," and it was, it was yeah. good. Yeah, so it, I don't know, like I'm, I still want Wings to do well, and he's definitely fascinated by him. But he's he's a fascinating guy. Like like yeah. I say it, and I think people think sometimes that I'm making fun of him because I often say it, you know, while he's sitting there listening. I find Wings to be very fascinating. I, I find him to be a really interesting guy. Um, I've never met anyone else like him. I've never met anyone else like him. Um, it, it's, it, he's one of a kind, and it's fun to watch him uh, like go through day-to-day scenarios. Like Reality shows are interesting when they focus on people who are bizarre and different and you don't see every day because... Reality's boring. Like you know, if you sit and watch your mom like in the kitchen all day, or you sit and you watch your significant other like go about their daily life, it's probably not that interesting. But Wings isn't like them. Wings is a very different kind of guy, and you watch him go go throughout his daily life, and and there's a couple laughs every day. I guarantee. Like I really feel like he could be a reality show. Like I, I sometimes try to get a grip on how smart he is because there are times when Wings seems bright. Very bright, yeah. And he, there, yeah. But then he's you know, been the is, living the in a situation where, like, that was never fostered. I, I've, I've talked about that before. You know, scenarios like that where someone's a bright, someone's bright, but their the environment they're in is is um it holds them back. And uh, and they can't really ever blossom into the full person that maybe they were meant to be. 
and not just on an intellectual level, but also you know spiritually, emotionally, you know all that stuff. Um, you know social skills. Uh, I think everybody's you know we're, we're all like Skyrim characters. Like you like to believe that we're all full-fledged members of society and, and we're all like a hundred skill level and everything, but it's not the truth. You know, mm -hmm. like if we're Skyrim characters, some of us have a better uh, charisma level, some of us have a higher personality level, and you know, I wings wings. Wings has a really interesting character build that I think would, would, would be interesting and funny on television. I sometimes point to my father as an example of like, look, it doesn't matter where you came from. You can go anywhere. Uh, for people that don't know, my father was born in total like poverty, worse than Detroit section of New Jersey, etc. And um, uh, really made something out of himself successful. And, uh, and I would argue by any measure, right? You know, he's been lucky in love. He's been lucky in finance. He's just been lucky in life. And he's, he's now he's traveling the world in retirement. And he's, yeah, he's that's good. Yeah, your he's, dad's having a great time you, with all the traveling and stuff. Yeah, he's just... And, it, and the ridiculous sex life. It seems like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, it, the way you describe your dad, I think of him as a guy who like... Like if um, reincarnation is real, like I feel like he already went through one lifetime and he started over with like the know-how of the previous life. He was like... <laughs> I'm gonna nail it this time. <laughs> really doing it right. Yeah. It, it, on the other hand, my father had a, and, and my father's father um, was terrible, right? You know, and if people know this, I'm repeating. They love it when I repeat stories. But you know, he was a drunk. He beat them all, and he left my father's life. I think when he was ten. His mother, on the other hand, was a very caring mother who devoted a lot of time to her kids uh, trying to make sure that she raised them right and um you know while she wasn't able to provide for them financially pretty much at all she uh you know emotionally and supportively and and just in terms of having high expectations um like <laughs> I, I i hate to compare my father to obama right who's you know the president's kind of a big deal but Obama was a similar type thing, right? Like, you know, his dad was missing from the picture, etc. But his mom homeschooled him and like pretty much tiger mommed him all the way to become a Harvard graduate. Uh, I wouldn't say my father's mom was at that level, but that's a thing. Like you get the right parental support and you don't need money to get out of it. Yeah, there's a, there's a little family culture thing that can take you out of poverty, too. And uh, Wings, I feel like, is on the other side. Like, you know, he, Wings may have had every, like, genetically, the same cognitive horsepower that my father did, does, whatever. But, um, you know, just just really wasn't, you know, didn't have Foster. that same sort of push and, and like, little, I want to say microculture, right? Like, family culture of, <laughs> you know, this is my expectation of you. And, and you know, that's that. Well, you know, we you might call the family unit your microculture, but right. it's really your macroculture. Like the microculture is what you see out in the outside world, because most of your life is spent there with those people at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it, especially the early part of your life, like especially if you're in a rural place where like you're not doing some sort of like uh, you know preschool and or not preschool, but like some sort of nobody. You, you know, you aren't sending your kids somewhere. They're, everybody's living at home. Like I would say, most of his life has been spent around those, uh, you know, gangster grandma and people like Bastard Brook and right. Um, and his mom, you know. his mom had him, but wasn't in a place to raise him. So his grandmother yeah. raised him. His grandmother, drug dealer, and uh, and then his his mom came back into the picture sometime later, maybe when Wings was a teenager. And that was really interesting to hear about all that. Yeah, yeah. But I uh, I, I thought that, and and like I said, I thought that was. My that was my favorite part of the last show. 
But uh, there were a lot of good parts. I, I really enjoyed the show. I think, but like I said, I think this next show is going to be a really good one. We've got a great guest again. We do. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, we're keeping that secret. But um, uh, yeah, we have a strong guest this week. So that's mm -hmm. cool. I wonder if we'll ever get Major Nelson. I don't know. It, it depends if I ever get my gamer tag back. The reason that Major Nelson wasn't on is because like, so my gamer tag has been uh, the it's it, my gamer tag was like OFPS Kyle O, and it got banned uh, a few years ago. Um, I guess someone just called in and reported me because I'm me. That's all I can imagine. And uh, they've been trying to unban the thing, but they haven't gotten back to us. And he actually can't appear on the show because I've been banned by them. And it's like against their, like, some, like, rule, apparently, for him to be on the show since I've been banned by them. So, like, one can't come before the others. So that's where we are with that. That's why we haven't had Major Nelson on yet. Yeah. <laughs> It's a crazy world. I hope I get my uh, I hope I get my gamer tag back. I because I I have got my new gamer tag, which I think is all right. So like in this day and age, it's it's pretty hard to come up with a witty gamer tag that doesn't have X's and numbers isn't numbers mm -hmm. in it. When you when you say yeah, my gamer tag is two words, space in the middle, both with no no phonetic bullshit, no X's, no numbers, camping time, and time is spelled like the herb. I like it. I love that. It's it, it doesn't. I, I was really proud of myself for coming <laughs> up with something, and no one else had thought of it. Like I, I was, I'm really proud of my camping time gamer tag. I feel like that's an OG type uh, funny gamer tag. But I'd like to have my OFPS Kyle gamer tag back because it's got all that gamer score. You know, like like it's got more than you. It's got more than Wings. Like I really want to take my. I think it might have more than. I don't know. Wings has a shitload. I think he I may have been competitive grand. with. Yeah. See, I. But if I hadn't, if they hadn't mm -hmm. cut my legs out from under me, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could have been earning that gamer score. Chiz is an even... achievement hunter, man. Does Chiz have a hundred grand? I honestly, grand? Don't it's really know. high. He has an uncommon gamer score. Hmm. I, I'd like to play. I, I should be getting on with him and playing that Master Chief uh, stuff and getting those things because I love Halo. I've, I've I've played all the uh, the campaigns. They're they're addictive. Great story. Hmm. I should get on and do that. Yeah. Although I think you got to find other skulls, which is just a nightmare. So maybe not. <laughs> There's probably online tutorials to help you with that by now. Yeah, that's a long game. When, you, when you, what he's doing right now, trying to get that full completion thing on that Master Chief collection, is that's that's up there. That, hmm. That's there's a lot of stuff to be done, and you got to play it all on legendary difficulty. I think I'm, I know. So that's gonna be that's gonna be hell. Hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm psyched that we had a good response to the last couple. Of, it makes me feel good. Like it's not that it like tears me apart anymore to get you know negative comments on YouTube, but you know when they're positive, it's like oh nice. You know you sort of hang your hat on it and it feels good. Yeah, I want to make a good show. I like being entertaining. That's kind of the whole point. So yeah, yeah. it's good when uh, when they enjoy the show and uh, and I I enjoy those shows myself more. Those are more fun shows to be a part of. Hey. You know when things are clicking and things we're having a good time. Um. Did you see the Brendan Schaub, Joe Rogan thing? No? All right, so Brendan Schaub. I'm pretty sure it's Schaub, if not it's Schwab. But I Is think he it, the fighter that that Joe was telling he should quit? Yeah. Oh, we covered that already on last PKM. Oh, really? Man, yeah. I'm still I watched the follow-up episode to it. Um, so I saw, at the time we had talked about it, last time I had saw the episode where Joe told him to quit. And if people don't know, this guy's a heavyweight fighter. He's been fighting all the toughest guys. And um, 
he's been doing okay. He wins some, he loses some. You know, in the gym, sometimes he destroys the best of the best. You know, he just your best day versus his normal day, and sometimes that happens. And but Joe was telling him, look, you can earn more outside of fighting. You're really smart. You're really funny. You're witty, etc. Um, he has a podcast called The Fighter and the Kid, which is often the number one sports podcast on iTunes. And uh, I just watched the follow up to that. And I didn't realize as I was watching Joe talk to him how much it was hitting him. Like he was just kind of silent. And uh, it later turns out he was holding back tears that whole episode. Mm. And, uh, and then when the camera stopped rolling, he didn't hold him back anymore. He just like he hightailed it out of there so as not to like cry in front of his friends and stuff. And, um, and he was like looking for support, just like someone who thought that his career wasn't a waste. Cause Joe essentially said, you should quit. You're not the best. You'll never be the best. All I see in your future is brain damage that ruins what you do have, which is, you know, a sharp wit. And, um, and you know, like heck he called his brother, right. And his brother apparently is like really opinionated, give it to you, like whatever. And, uh, you know, he's just like uh, his best friend was the other guy on the show, right? Who who really mm. wasn't backing him at all. Then there's Joe, who he's close with, leading the charge against the toward the you'll never be great thing. And then he calls his brother like his blood, and uh, his brother's like, "I gotta tell you, I'm with Joe, man." <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh. I, I got another call." I gotta go. <laughs> and he starts crying. Oh God, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I, wow. He really didn't know. I. 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 Like, fighting's not just his career, right? You know, fighting—it's about half his income right now. But it, what it really is, is his sense of identity, right? They're telling this guy to retire and to stop being an athlete. When you're like, I don't know how old he is. I'm gonna call him thirty. When you're 30 and you're a pro athlete like that, athletics has been your identity since you were five or six, you know, like mm -hmm. you've just been at it in one way or another. I'm sure this guy was like captain of his wrestling team or football team or both or, or like he's a heavyweight guy, right? He's, it, to just be stripped and say, you know what? You kind of suck. You should <laughs> quit now before the people who are good at this break you. And, yeah. and you'll be the next Muhammad Ali. And, and they talked about another guy, Terry Norris, maybe. I forget. I don't know my boxers that well. He's going to be slurring his words, you know, be unintelligible. And he's not going to be as sharp anymore. He's, it's going to dumb him down, especially as a heavyweight, I would imagine. Because just mm -hmm. the number of concussions versus, you know, tap outs. It's yeah, just those guys have bombs in their hands. And then on top of that, I imagine he's training with other heavyweights all the time. Yeah, the, yeah, you mentioned that before the training, the, all the all the minor concussions concurrently. Yeah, it's right. bad for you. It's not good. It's not good for you exactly. And um, I, I I don't know. It, it, I guess I mentioned it because I I watched the follow up podcast today, and um, I expected it to be kind of jokey to sort of be resolved and stuff. It's not. Mm. This is a guy, and and I wonder how much of how much of what happened that day is going to impact this man throughout the rest of his career. If he, has he might one. retire or if he doesn't, you know, like it's what if he goes on and becomes champion now? 
<laughs> That's what you wish, right? You wish he'd like go on like a five six fight win streak and he's champ now. <laughs> it 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 seems like so this guy's had a couple notable wins, right? One of the best is Crow Cop, right? Like uh, if you don't know Crow Cop, this guy was like a world beater seven years ago. He he was like you know the second best behind Fedor, and um, you know the the big line is you know. It, if he kicks you with his right leg, you go to the hospital. If he kicks you with the left leg, it's the cemetery. I might have switched those, but something like that. And um, and this guy, in addition to being an MMA like monster, was a K1 champion, which is kickboxing. And uh, Brandon Schwab beat him, which is a huge accomplishment. Hmm. But, you know, it wasn't peak of his career, Crow Cop. You know, he, he beat him like uh lennox lewis beat tyson you know that was this is tyson fading off into the background you know still tyson but not not the guy that was beating everyone in 30 seconds yeah that guy was terrifying at the peak of his career just a real animal that he hit with bad intent he fought on the streets you know, he, he looked like, like he really—he was a man on a mission. He looks so intense, and he's nothing but those shoulders, and ah, oh, he's just so intense. I, like I, guy. and you just like no one was coming close to him. His mm-hmm. head movement was outrageous, and and something about boxing—if you've never done it—it it looks so easy. Like like a great example, like um, uh, if I were to critique myself as a boxer, I don't know my range that well. You know, I've got kind of long arms and I have pretty strong legs, which means I should hit hard. And um, like even against a heavy bag, I don't seem to really easily pop those things right in the sweet spot of my range. Now, when I grab a shelf or I mean a, a glass off the shelf, I nail it every time, right? <laughs> it's not a problem. If I wanted to pick up a remote off the coffee table... Crush that shit. Why is it that when I'm punching, it's so much more difficult to find my range? And I get that the other guy's moving and dodging and bobbing and weaving, but it just, it seems like accuracy and range and things like that would come super easily to a fighter, but it it doesn't. And and Mike Tyson would make you miss. I'm pretty sure that if I went against Mike Tyson and he offered not to hit me, that I tire myself out and never knock him out. I, I think that that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, he, he I would, just he could he could bob and weave and cover up and let you like punch him in like places where you could do no damage to him until mm-hmm. you were literally like out of breath, like you would you would be exhausted. Dude. And then Mike Tyson could beat a normal person in a boxing match one-handed. Oh yeah, for, he could beat me no-handed. I think. I think, it, I think eventually, oh, he had, but, but even if he had no offense whatsoever and all he did is bob and weave and cover, eventually I'd be like, this is a waste of time. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? I tried, um, I, I spar with Joe Lozon, right? Joe Lozon does this thing like George Foreman used to do, right? So he's got his regular D2, but he does a lot of this business, right? And all you get, like if, if when I, fucker. He given me elbows and like forehead, which if you're gonna be punched, this is a really good spot to make your opponent punch you. It's it's like super hard and and you could break your hand, probably do more damage to your hand than his head. And all Joe gives you to hit is this, and you punch his elbows a couple times, and eventually you're like, fuck, 
Do you have anything softer, you asshole? Because I'm hurting me. And, <laughs> and yeah, Tyson, I'm sure, would just be worse. Um, it's, yeah, it, it, it's no fun to get thoroughly outclassed. I went up against, I posted it online. Uh, the guy was a pro fighter. His name's Andy. He's been on PKA a couple of times. And he's small. I think he fights at like 135 or 145. But, of course, he walks around much more than that. And, um... Uh, this guy was so fast. Little fighters like that, and I and I didn't have much experience because I was doing boxing and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I never really did kickboxing. Like my kicks are kind of ineffective and whatever. I wasn't used to checking them, and and the first thing he did is start like leg kicking me. Yeah, and, I don't know how to check kicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and but the thing for me is I again like until you get in the ring and give it a shot, you don't know. Like I, I always heard like oh you don't see this coming really. I'm watching him. I'm watching him the whole time. How can you not see this stuff coming? Sure enough, you know, like I'm hyper-focused on his hands and he's kicking my legs. And then once he kicks your legs enough, all of a sudden, like I'm not longer than him anymore. My mobility's down. I can't, you know, come in like that. And, and uh, yeah, people afterwards, like in the gym privately, felt like he didn't spar sportingly. You know, like we all know he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what were you doing? Why were you taking him? Like, why did you rough him up with leg kicks right out of the gate? You're a pro fighter. You know, you, you couldn't <laughs> like, I don't know. Like I, I, I sparred against Joe and it, it was more sporting, right? He's in there, you know, like letting me punch his hands <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, you know, covered up and in no danger, but like fine. Uh, Andy, on the other hand, like was just, I, like, I'm not gonna say he gave me his A game. If he did, I'd have been knocked out. I'm sure, but uh, he was being mean. He was being mean. He was, kick, he was kicking you in the legs. Yeah, those leg kicks hurt. They do. they look so bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and um, the stronger part of my game is probably my ground game. But I don't think actually I'm almost certain that the stronger part of my game is still weaker than than what he has to offer. And it's just that. that there's nothing good going to happen from that fight. <laughs> no. He was being mean. <laughs> we have to get him on PKA and be mean to him at what we're good at. We'll talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> One of his issues, by the way, is um he doesn't like pimp a fight well enough. Like like he'll win and they'll put a mic in front of him and he's like, Yeah. That's it. That's all he's got. Not even like that's good or I'm so happy or whatever. Like he, he markets zero. Now I don't know if he's improved recently, but um, but that was like that, that's a thing that Andy could be better at. If he maybe call out another guy, maybe let them know you're the greatest in the world. Call out Dana White. Dana White, I'll give you a hundred pounds and fight my way against you into the UFC. Here we go. Anything, anything. Just get noticed. Just be a guy. But um, you know he'll like knock a guy out in the first round and not have anything interesting to say or do so we got to get him on pka and and take him out at what we're good at maybe so <laughs> we can maybe tag so. Get team some, get, him. Some, get some petty revenge for what he did to you a year and a half ago <laughs> yeah that's exactly right um yeah but i like andy a lot yeah he's a cool guy I, I, he was a good guest on the show I, his, his whole weight loss story was pretty interesting he that was, was an amazing guest the first time the second time it was like oh like Got anything else? <laughs> you know, like he he was uh, yeah. he doesn't naturally jump into conversation. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. You gotta you gotta pick it out of them, and and not everybody has you know multiple 
cool, you know, right. really cool stories like that first one of losing all of that weight and that whole transformation. Like, mm-hmm. or I, I'm, maybe if you had Drew on again, you know, I, 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 I see people get carried away with this stuff. I, I'm sure there were comments that wanted Drew to be a host now. Like, let's make Drew a host now. Like, mm-hmm. Drew only has like that one, like, bag of tricks like like those are all of Drew's stories probably like if we went and picked his brain again we might get two or three more but then the third go around like he'd be about out yeah like, you know like could Drew be a host yeah sure why not I guess it could happen but he'd need to be a guest like six or eight times to prove you know that that there's a bottomless supply of these things you yeah know, that's typically how we choose new hosts but um yeah, and we've had some winners lately. The Wings Drew combo was really neat. The Tucker combo was really neat. Um, yeah. I hope that tomorrow, not to, uh, two days from now, the next the next guest is going to be great. Um, yeah, back on a roll. Yeah, I, I wonder now what it would have been like if Wings and Drew could have came uh, two weeks ago, and when it was Wings Drew and Tucker, I wonder if that would have been a super show, like better than either of the past two shows, or if it would have not went as well. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like, you know, with, with the past two weeks in a row, if we had a six-sided die, we got two sixes. And you're like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it would have gone better. I don't <laughs> mess with it. I like that we got two sixes. <laughs> yeah. I think this next, like I said, I, I, uh, I like our next guest. I know Taylor likes her next guest. So should be should go pretty well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be, when, let's see, today's, oh, and I won't be tired. Thank God. Yeah. I, for, at first, I, I thought we were doing it tomorrow night, but look, mm. tomorrow night, I'm going to be exhausted. But Thursday night, I'll be, I'll be ready to go. That'll be good. On Friday, Hope is inviting her friends over. And uh, I'm hoping to have an awesome time. Like, she has a bunch of friends that live closer to the new house than the old one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do a bonfire and go kart. And nice. Yeah, that should be good, right? The kids yeah. like that. <laughs> I would have loved know. that as a. Like when I was in tenth grade, like seriously, fucking bonfires and go karts. Help me. Sounds in. fun. Yeah. Make it, I, I want to jump the bonfire with the go kart. Okay, you're crazy. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Uh, I guess land the go kart in the fire. Ah, uh, you just drive right out of it. No, it's in a um, uh, a fire pit. Like there's a ring of stone around it. Well, not everybody's going to make it. <laughs> you got a five-point harness on. You're not getting out in a hurry. <laughs> this is a bad idea from the start. Sounds fun to me. <laughs> I, I, saw, um, I saw some guy throw a Molotov on the internet the other day, and he set himself completely on fire, and I thought of you. He <laughs> <laughs> uh. was like, he threw it, and it did that thing where like the liquid shot back, and his whole like shoulder and sleeve is on fire, and he's ah! I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what happened. You messed it up. I uh, I have two stumps I need to remove now. There's one right in the backyard and one in the pasture, kind of. And uh, I, I'm starting like I'm at some point. I think I'll do it. I'll film it and see if it turns into a decent video at all. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm gonna use fire. I'm gonna, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that uh, leaf blower scenario you described. I want to see that go down. Yeah, that's what I want. I, I think I'm gonna put some sort of like uh, maybe a barrel on it with like a certain like a flue. And um, like a steel barrel with a flue and cut a hole in the side, blow air into it and just let the thing go. Super furnace. Try and saturate the wood with diesel and see where that heads. I think it should be cool. cool. But yeah. um, Yeah, that's the idea. I want to see that. 
I've never seen that done. I guess there's videos on the internet, but I'll wait for years. I'm interested to see. I'm yeah. interested to see how that turns out. There's videos on the internet. I haven't found one with the production quality I wish it had. So mm-hmm. we'll see if I can do better. It, uh, it it's easy to not for you because you know better, but if you're a regular person, you might think that filming is just like ah, you know, a little extra effort, I guess. But what's the big deal? No, it makes everything take four times longer. Like it's, it, mm-hmm. it turns every job into a really high effort thing. But, um, yeah. but on the other hand, you get a video and you can sort of commemorate it and share something. This is, this is completely different, but I was just remembering, like I was thinking about you using the, the leaf blower to like burn the thing. But, mm-hmm. but I remember, um, we used to have like these big cement, uh, pads like, like, and underneath them, the rats would burrow under the, the concrete and they'd have all these tunnels and they would have exits on every end of the, the, the concrete slab. And so we would we would cover up all but two of the holes, and we would run a pipe from the exhaust of a truck into one of the holes, and then I'd wait at the other end with a pistol. No way. <laughs> so you fill the whole underground network up with carbon monoxide, and all these rats come running out the other end all fucked up and dizzy from the carbon <laughs> monoxide, and I'm on the other end with a twenty two, just like, choo, 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 like fucking reloading. And that shit. is insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a cat. I, I've never been a cat person. As a matter of fact, I've even been kind of an anti-cat person. I like dogs so much. I kind of went team dog, and it almost made me root against team cat. Cats. But um, the idea of an outdoor cat that I barely pay attention to sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it's like an automated tool. You know when you set your workers to automatic on civilizations? I'm going to yeah. get a cat out there building spaghetti junction. <laughs> set that baby to auto and let him kill everything that's how they work we've got we've got a cat here we've had i don't even want to go through the whole chain of events but a cat showed up we kept the cat we brought the cat to our new house the cats had multiple litters of kittens then the cat disappeared and we were left with two of the kittens and then one of those kittens disappeared so now we have just one cat left named black cat and it's uh, <laughs> a perfect name well there was white cat his mother Mm-hmm. And uh, there was Black Cat 2, his sister, and they've both went on to whoever, who knows where the fuck. So now we're left with Black Cat, and uh, he meows, and I, I assume he eats stuff. Every now and then I see, I see like a chipmunk all torn to shreds or something on the doorstep, so I guess he's doing his job. We saw a tail all torn to shreds in the stable, and mm-hmm. uh, at first I was like, sweet, the cat's doing something. And Jackie's like, I think that was a cat. So, <laughs> so Jackie had cats growing up, and she thinks that, that was a cat. That was a cat tail, yeah. The Colin that was used the to. Cat. The thing is, like, we have a cat, great, but we have several hawks, and I don't know. Do hawks fuck with cats? Um, I, maybe I kittens. Think- no, nah, maybe a kitten if a kitten was unattended, but the I, I don't think the hawk would if even if the hawk came down after the cat, like I think the cat would fight the hawk off and get away. Like the, you've got like red-tailed hawks there and they they're a couple pounds. I, I don't think it could overpower a cat. They'll get birds though. Um like I've seen them they'll get rabbits. I don't know if they'll get rabbits. They'll get rats and mice and that's usually what they're going after. Hmm. I They're not I don't think they get it. They might get a kitten for sure, though. And I know they eat carrion. They eat lots of like rotten stuff, like dead animals. Hmm. Yeah, we've got it. It's kind of neat because where I live now in Apex, it's the suburbs, and there's you know the 
two blocks away is i don't want to call it a major road but like a, a busy real route 55 and um you know there's just not much wildlife here just squirrels just squirrels that's pretty much it where mm -hmm. we're going literally like every time you look in the sky there's like several hawks like patrolling the area there was a coyote not long ago there's foxes all over the place like there's there's wildlife and that i guess to you that's probably normal but to me it's like oh my god wow like I, there's animals where i live how neat <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta get some uh you can do some hunting and trapping now out there you should get one of those live live um traps the ones that you know it doesn't kill the animal it just captures them i might and have one you can see what's out there that'd be interesting you know you just put like a can of like i don't know cat food in the thing and see what you catch it's always interesting i've done it before you catch possums and raccoons and all kinds of stuff kitty didn't know what a fucking raccoon was really she didn't yeah she i i, I think she thought they were only in the cartoons <laughs> <laughs> you know raccoon unicorn yeah, she didn't know that they were like raccoons. They like for reals. Like she thought because they're like these little bandits in the cartoons. They walk around on their hind legs and everything. And she's like, ah, those aren't real. And then she saw one. She's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, the little hands and stuff. You know. Uh, I, yeah, I really want to live in my new house. I mean, that sounds great. I, I, yeah. Emotionally, I've almost given up on it really happening, but. Uh, in reality, I drive toward it every day. The Time Warner guy, I call him three times a day now. I'm on a three times a day schedule. I call him when I first wake up. I call him right before lunch, and then I call him right before he gets off work. I uh, I'll email him now and then. In addition to that, but uh, there, like I guarantee you, I am his peskiest problem, and will remain so until I'm not a problem. Well, hopefully, you get that taken care of soon. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. And and part of me wonders, like, are they dragging their feet like this because they need a bribe? <laughs> like just. You should ask him. You should be yeah. like, is there any way we could make this go a little faster? Like, I, is there someone that I could, you know, there's some wheels that I could grease and, and, and really get this thing pushed through? Because I could make that happen. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. If you had just given me a quote at the start of this, be like, all right, Woody, it's going to be like 3500 to get this thing installed. And uh, if you want it in a jiffy, 500 for me. Like, oh, thank you for being upfront about this. <laughs> what if this. I wanted a double jiffy? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, oh my god, I don't have quite enough time for a jiffy. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. Here's five hundred, and here's a two hundred and fifty tip for your bribe. Yeah, let's, let's get, get this thing cooking. Uh, I I would totally do that. Well, let's not maybe not you're you're pretty far into the the process, the standard process to 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 interject a bribe now. I think that I think at the start maybe a bribe and you wouldn't have had he'd have been the one, you know, going to all these people's houses and shit. But you've done the legwork now. You might as well, you might as well just <laughs> get it legit. Uh, it's uh, it'll happen, I guess. It'll happen. And the painting will happen. That's easy. Jackie's yeah. picked her colors. That process took weeks. Oh, wow. And uh but it seems done now, and she's getting quotes, and uh, then they'll just do it. Then, then you just need the runway, and your your life will complete. Runway for my yeah, plane. For plane. Yeah, for your, <laughs> your, your ultralight. Yeah. yeah, I literally have enough land to launch an ultralight. I could totally do that. Yeah. Why not? Right. Why not? We'll park it with the go kart and golf cart. Yeah. Maybe you could. Yeah. Totally. Maybe you could turn that go that go kart almost looks like I just imagine like converting it into like 
Yeah, it needs wings and like a parachute to drag behind it. Like I feel like you could take flight with that motherfucker. That thing looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. This is a brilliant idea. I don't see what could go wrong. All right. Well, I think that's a show. All right. Uh, Painkiller Nearly, episode 19. Uh, next one's 20. That's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Later.